2: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
0: WEI. We are right back to fitsy and Heart.
2: Streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app.
1: Now for Tuzzi. He centers one for Coyle. And he scores! Charlie Coyle with the first goal of the afternoon for Boston. Don't to down low again and he scores! A shorthanded goal for the Boston Bruins who lead two to nothing. Marchand, pestered by Fox. Bergeron scores! Patrice Bergeron gives Boston a two-goal lead with 7.04 to go. Crazy trying to catch it, McAvoy down low and another Boston goal! David Posternock makes it 4-1. to one.
0: Final seconds, and Boston has won 10 in a row.
3: Power 2, Fitzy and Hart here. Mark Dondera in for Fitzy, W-E-E-I. How much, I mean, should I just, every night until, I mean, the online betting app is coming, should I just bet on the Bruins every night? Yes. Just bet every night until the end of the playoff run, and i I probably win a ton of money. Yeah.
1: Way, Way more than I mean, lose. Jumping in now is probably not great because now maybe they're due actually. they should have done but it before. if you had yeah. done it from day one, if Jim Montgomery started, I'm going to bet on myself every night. Yeah. Pete Rose would advise against it. But uh, bet on yourself every night. You'd be sitting pretty. This team is ridiculous. Now, I'm not about to come up here and nitpick and
3: do that. We can do something if you want to do that. I feel I negativity. Just, let me just have a question. No, it's not negative. Okay. I just I have a question. Now, we haven't done many shows together, so nope. you, you know might not know. I I was never the biggest Tukarask fan. Okay. okay. I thought that the makeup and the energy that he put forth within the lock, I just, I don't know. He was a great goalie. Physically, sure. he had the skills. I just want to ask the question Do you think, Andy or Bridget or whomever, okay, that it's a, co- a total coincidence that in the first true season post Tukarask, the Bruins have unearthed this historic type of season? Or are the overwhelming favorite to win the Stanley Cup, and the goalie and everybody around the goalie is thriving, and
1: the team is what it is. Is it a complete and total coincidence? I just want to know. I would argue yes, because I think we've seen some clear evidence, circumstantially and whispering-wise, that the coaching change was a massive factor here. Sure. So they didn't like Cassidy, the message wore out, What wherever you take that level of how much they were against him, and how much they're for Jim Montgomery, and it's classic, you know, hard-ass coach gets replaced with player's coach, and there's a bump immediately, and rah-rah, we'll see how long it lasts, whatever. I also think, some of the personnel moves, Allmark's having a ridiculous year. Ridiculous year. Now, you could argue some of that opportunity comes, because Tuke is out the picture, but he is having, and this is one of my concerns long-term. Is this what Allmark is, or is this what he is for now? Like, is the is this a Disney movie, and the, the year ends, and you come back next year, and all of a sudden,
0: hey, what happened to
1: our great goalie? Why doesn't he look great anymore? I think it's B. Uh, see, that's a lot of negativity. I'm no, trying to stay bad. hopeful.
3: That's what it is. That's what um, I think
1: it is. But, no, I, I don't put this. I think last year there was a lot of Tuca weirdness, obviously, with him. Remember, the it started with him. Practicing with the team, but he wasn't on the team. Correct. <laughs> and Swayman, who theoretically was in line to ascend, mm-hmm. didn't ascend. He was descended and sent packing because Tuca's coming back. And then it, that was a debacle the way that played out for them. So it certainly ruined last year and maybe helped push Cassidy out the door. But I think the biggest issue is the coaching change and a little bit of the roster change. They've made some nice moves on the roster over the last year plus. But it's not like Bruce Cassidy was some bum. No. Bums don't go to the
3: playoffs no, every year. I mean, he went to the Stanley Cup final a few yep. years ago. I'm just saying, look, I disagree. I do think that Tuca not being here is something, and it's not because he couldn't play or he sucked or that. I just think from a culture perspective, something changed. They might have liked him. I think they did like him. But they love
4: Tuca. They love Tuca. I see Tuca at the on the ninth floor all the time. Yeah, There's, but he's whoa, hanging whoa, whoa. out up Real there. Real quick
1: though, they loving somebody that that expression. You know, the the Celtics. They love Kyrie. And I mean that's they right. as in Jason Tatum. And that's right. That doesn't mean it's a good thing if they that's they exactly. quote unquote well, like can somebody. I,
4: can I argue that it is? Because they all went to Tuca's wedding in the off season, And that's when Krejci decided he wanted to come back. And Pasta decided he wanted to try to sign with the Bruins. And Bergeron wasn't going to retire because they're all out having fun in Italy at Tuca's wedding.
3: And I, I admit that the, the run isn't over. I mean they could like Linus Allmark could still choke in the playoffs and this is a completely different situation mm-hmm. or different conversation. I'm just I'm just wondering because there w- it wasn't just for me. There was a lot of chatter surrounding Tugarask and some of the things that you know, he left the bubble, or he came back and then retired. Just the
4: there's a lot there. There's a lot there. Really, I just think it was the end of an era, right? We're seeing the end of an era for Bergeron coming soon, Krejci coming soon, and that was just he he hit his a little bit sooner. Him and Fine. Chara hit theirs sooner. Um, we're coming up to a few more of those now. Um, maybe after the season, after you know the last dance. I don't think it's really a coincidence. I just think that Sweeney did a really good job identifying the next goalie in Allmark and drafting. Even before that drafting Swayman where he did late in, in the late rounds. Okay.
3: Fair. Let's talk to you. Steve and Fall River on the Bruins. Do we have to? We I'll take the call. Hey, Steve. Give my time to this young lady. She knows what she's talking about. Okay. All right. Thanks for the
5: call. She's Steve. a ri- she's I'm telling you right now, she's a rising star right there. Oh wow. <laughs> You're
1: gonna make her career uh, like you made Tom Curran's?
5: I didn't make Tom currents. I told you what I told you. I broke him into this medium you're currently speaking on.
1: Okay, Steve. So, you're, are you rooting, rooting for the province. Celtics or the uh, the Bruins to win the cup? Or the I'm going to tell you
5: a companion. I'm going to tell you a companion thing about them. Boy. With ten games left in the season, you have to start looking at a whole new deal. Where is each team at? Where's their health? Where's the rest of the league at? That's when you got to start focusing on it. And I'm glad. Uh, Brad yet said, "This other stuff is nonsense. Fastest to a hundred, all this baloney means nothing. And at eighty, in these seasons, you got to look. In the last two weeks, two and a half weeks, ten games left. Where's your help? Look at the Celtics. Is Rob Williams? Is, is this brittle guy got to be out there? Uh, I do. I do want to say." The the Bruins are a little more organic. Whatever they're going to do, they're going to do. I've heard that the Celtics have this systemic problem of not playing defense all year. And I want to say that I don't think you have to play defense all year to turn your defense on. Give me your overriding point, Steve. What's your
3: big point? What's your big takeaway point where I can say, aha?
5: Wait for 10 games left in the season, then get your expectations up. There's too much of games left on each side. Things could turn on a dime. You've already identified a few. In regards to the Patriots, they do not need a tackle alignment with that 14th pick. They need an impact player. Look at Michael Oweño is the only guy in the top 100 on the Patriots roster in pro football
1: focus. Did I read that right? Possible. Yeah, They love him more than most, but that's certainly possible. They don't have any Pro Bowl caliber players.
5: They were...
1: Well, he's sixty something,
5: I believe. I read Judon might and be in there. And guess what? No, Judon's not in there. Well, that tells and you Pro Football what? Focus the is stupid because w- Judon's a good no, player. No, that tell No, it doesn't matter. This guy's in there. He was in the hundred eighty something pick. You'd be. It's lunacy to go for a tackle. You've had three tackles in your only uh, run there. Three out of four, and oh one to oh three. And you look who up who they are. None of them are in the first round. You want me to tell you who they were? Brandon Corrin. Tom Ashworth and Greg robertson Randall.
1: Wait, you are going back to the early two thousands. I just he always does that. I I just wait a minute. You are also Matt Light. Oh, was he stick second round? Yeah, but what's he, he? He is he talking about left tackles or tackles in general? Like he doesn't want a tackle. You don't think? I think the tackle position was an absolute after Patricia. I think the tackle position was next in line of the inadequacies of last year's Patriots. The right tackle spot was terrible until we got excited for Connor frickin' McDermott late in the year. Because it was just Isaiah Wynn stinks. Penalties. And Trent Brown on the left side, after about like week six, it seemed he stopped caring and stopped being invested in the process of playing football games on a weekly basis. So tackle is a major problem for this team. I'm not saying you have to take him at 14, but you need... A tackle. See, my the only thing about that, and it is a problem, and it was a problem. But I'm just saying,
3: I think even if they shored up that situation, right, and they had a great offensive line this year, I'm not sure if they still don't have the weapons. I'm not sure what I'm going to learn, even with Bill O'Brien. I'd rather go for the weapons, try to piece together either through coaching or acquisitions later on an an offensive line and offensive tackle scenario. And then have the weapons for Mac Jones to really see if we can uncover something that we haven't
1: seen. Yeah, I'm fine with either or. I just think there's multiple roads to success. Like I think the the um Vikings are an example. Like they took Justin Jefferson in the first round. Yeah. And then they got saw the tackle, and they were really happy they took it. Like yeah. you need to find him somewhere, and if you can find a tackle. Now, I don't know why he brought up on Wenu. He's a guard for the Patriots, and Bill has basically said he only wants him as a guard. He doesn't want him playing tackle. They see him as a guard. I would also throw another fly in the ointment of Steve's argument where you can just find an O-lineman anywhere. That was the Dante Scarnecchia era, where you had faith that you had one of the best coaches in the history of football coaching the offensive line. Adrian Clem, I'm glad you brought in. I'm glad you invested in him and paid him a million-plus to come from Oregon. I don't know how good he is. Ask the Steelers. They didn't think he was that great when he coached in Pittsburgh for a couple years. So you may not have elite coaching to just – put band-aids and duct tape on an offensive line group and make it work. You may need some playmakers there, too, but I think they need both. You can sell me on either. You need to get the receiver and then find the tackle, or you need to get the tackle and then find the receiver. Either yeah. or, you better do both. I, I would
3: just say, it, you know, it's unlikely that they're going to have both. I'd rather have the playmaking wide receiver just because I haven't seen that with Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. I, I know they've had guys. I know Devontae Parker's still somewhat of a question mark. Meh. Yeah, Meh. Nah. They, They've had guys that are capable – But they've never had an A, number one, bona fide guy. And I don't even know if that's realistic. But if they could get that or approximate that, that would maybe tell me something. Everybody else
1: has them, so it's realistic. Just about every player, every team in the NFL, aside from maybe the Giants, has a number, you know who the number one playmaking option is. Some teams actually have two where you might debate which one is number one. Yeah, Patriots don't. So don't tell me 30 other teams can find it somehow, some way, but it's not attainable for you. It's absolutely attainable. Don't tell me about the pain. Just show me the baby yeah, I mean, as My you, high school you could football coach said. "That's right. You could tell no me." No offense, Bridget and women
3: everywhere. You can, jeez, um, you <laughs> can, you can. I mean, you can debate who's the number one receiver for the Patriots, but you might be talking about three star restaurants. You know, it oh, might yeah. not be anything good. Yeah. So budget. I need to see that. That's what I want to see first, and go from there. Especially when you consider where they are and what's been going on, because I just haven't seen anything else to tell me that they're on the precipice of doing anything that I want. You know that that makes me excited that the potential to make an actual run at a championship is there. Okay, Um, look, a lot to get to. I I think it's clear for me. It's clear which team, when you talk about the Bruins and Celtics, is more likely, or I'd have more confidence in to win a championship. Who would I'd rather see? That's an interesting conversation based on the trajectory of both organizations. I'm going to answer that next. This is Fitzy and Hart on Weei.
1: Now, here's What's Trending on WEI.
4: Trending now on WEI and WEI.com, The Bruins continued their win streak at home at the Garden yesterday with a win over the New York Rangers. It was the first time the teams faced off with their new-look rosters after the trade deadline. Patrick Kane donned a Rangers jersey in Boston for the first time, and Tyler Bertuzzi played his first game as a Bruin, assisting on the first goal of the game. Coyle Nosik, Bergeron and Pasternak added the goals for the Bruins in their 4-1 to win. The win is the Bruins 10th in a row and up next for the Bees. They get a much-needed four-day rest before they play Connor McDavid and the Oilers at home on Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. The Celtics do play tonight at the Garden against the Knicks. A 7.30 tip-off. The Seas are hoping to bounce back from an upset loss. To the Brooklyn Nets, in which Mikhail Bridges scored 38 points to help the Nets overcome a 28 point deficit to stun the Boston Celtics 115 to 105 on Friday night. Stay tuned. Immediately after our show, we'll send it out to Fort Myers, where Joe Castiglione and Rob Bradford have the call of Red Sox spring training baseball. 1 p.m. first pitch against. The Marlins here on the Shaw's and Star Market. Red Sox Radio Network trending. Brought to you by Feldman Geospatial, where they get it right from the ground up. I'm Bridget Pru. And that's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network. From big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.
1: Fitzy and Heart on W E E I.
2: Boston Sports Original.
3: Alright, back here on Fitzy and Heart. Mark Dundarium for Fitzy. Is this like a Fitzy kind of track right now?
1: R-E-M. Probably, yeah. Yeah, Fitzy's the the wannabe music guy in the. Okay. I don't know if you know Fitzy. He's got a, like an artistic background. Went to film school, that film kind of school. world. Well, he's great Comedian, on TikTok. Yeah, he's a creative thing. guy. Yeah. I didn't know Just he had a ask. film background. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He went to film school. He's kind oh. of a, a bit of a film and music snob. Not me. I'm yeah, a very... Didn't he go
4: to like our school in New York or something? Yeah. Oh yeah. And he dated Flo from Progressive. Yeah.
1: No, he's he's a music and that he's in the snob in that way where I'm a simpleton. Yeah, like, same. If I like a movie, it's because I don't know, it entertained me for two hours. If I like a song, it's because I don't know, it made me feel good and I liked it. I don't, see, I this, I don't know
3: why. I have this bad habit of going. See, every movie I like, nobody likes. You know what I mean? Like, I've never seen Star Wars. Like, people get disgusted by
1: that. I've yeah, never- see, that doesn't bother me. Okay. If you didn't see it, you don't see it. Like, people do that to me all the time. You haven't seen this? No, but, I haven't. What you do know you what?
3: care? See, I, I freaking like dinosaurs, so I like Jurassic Park. Sure.
1: Damn it. You know? Right. We all like what we like. That's right. But if you finish a movie. I don't care how good you tell me it is. If I wasn't entertained, I wasn't entertained. You're not going to sell me on, oh, but the cinematography and the script were just... No, it bored me. I fell asleep. So he'll see
3: those types of things.
1: Oh, yeah. He's all into that crap. Oh, wow. Like, he gave me a hard time for years around the holidays that I loved Christmas Vacation. Okay. And he's like, one of the worst movies ever made, Terrible... Recently, because his kid, who's elementary school age, loved it, yep. he finally watched it with him on that level and was like, it's actually a pretty funny movie. Yeah, because once you put your snobby glasses down and just watch something to be entertained, sometimes it opens your mind. Like, Adam Sandler can be a good movie. It doesn't need to be a Academy Award nominee. I don't care about the script or the lighting or the key grip or any of that crap. Entertain me for an hour and a half. Simple. I, that, that that Fitzy would have been a Happy Gilmore guy for sure. Something. No, he's a Hardo in that world. Jeez. He's a bit of a film Hardo, okay. music Hardo. Let's call, uh, let's get to Matt. Speaking of Hardos, Matt in Rhode Island on the Patriots.
3: Hey Matt. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up, guys? What's going Floor on? Progr- Flow
1: from Progressive is a smoke. It's for Fitzy? Did he really date her? I don't know. I didn't know that. Oh, okay, that was a Bridget exclusive. Okay. I don't think she's that <laughs> hot. Bridget came in with that, so good on him. Well,
5: listen. Hey, how about Baby Gronk, Michael Michael Myers, tight end, um, Notre
1: Dame? Yeah, I'm not as in love, and this is a very – Yeah, first of all, uh, let's pump the brakes on Baby Gronk. Second of all, it's actually a really deep tight end class. I would not want to take him where he's probably going to go early. I mean, you still have Hunter Henry. You're still stuck with Jonu Smith. So am I going to invest heavily in a third tight end? We've been spending all the time debating cornerback, tackle, wide receiver – Michael Myers not coming in and being a number 1,000-yard, no. 90-catch option. So, sorry, Matt. Hate the idea.
5: This is a different different kind of tight end than Hunter Henry, and I, I've given up on John Smith already. So, you know, he's just, a, he's just a
1: guy that you have to deal with like, in the open field. You know, you're probably right. I mean, we could go other places, but it's just a name. All right, guys. Thanks. Have a good All day. All right, thanks, Matt. And is the it, other thing is tight ends. There's not a lot of them. Think of TJ Hawkinson taking, I don't know, ninth overall. He was a top-ten pick. Yeah good tight end didn't change the lions no. to the point where they traded him to the vikings in the division already you know pitts kyle pitts who's a different type of player more of a receiver but none of these guys change the offenses whereas chase jefferson young receivers can change an offense year one year two boom debo samuel right like these guys are instant impact even if you're a really good tight end, the instant impact isn't there, hundred
3: percent. And look, I'm not going to break down this kids, this Notre Dame kids game. I'm just saying, I mean, even Travis Kelsey, probably he's almost like more a wide receiver, you yeah. know? Oh, absolutely. And, and Gronk, as and we know, Gronk was a better blocker, and we can have that debate another time. You know, who Gronk reminded me most of Terrell Owens. That was the guy I always, when I watched him catch and run, I always thought T.O. So I would go wide receiver, and yeah, it's you need weapons where you can get him. But I think the outside – at this point, you're going for that outside guy that can go down the field, that can make plays. You know, some of the – here's the perfect thing. They didn't win the game. But remember the AFC Championship game? Remember some of the catches Chase made, Higgins made for the Bay? They were blanketed. Mm -hmm. And they were still making catches on fourth down, down the field. Like, that's the guy I need, that
1: guy. And that's where I would agree with Matt if somehow, someway, Bill Belichick looks at Michael Mayer and says, that is Gronk 2.0. He is literally – It's Gronk. my point is you need – it's sort of like Steve brought up PFF's top 100, how many Patriots. You need top 100 players. You need top 50, top 25 yeah. players. So wherever you target him, I actually don't really care. I think you can get in trouble fixating on needs. They have a bunch of needs. If they say anybody slips because of what Giardi talked about, quarterbacks, four quarterbacks go in the top 10, so a blue chipper slips, you have to take the blue chipper. If he's a cornerback, if he's the next Darrell Revis or Sau- whoever you – Sauce or whatever – yeah. You need to hit on your highest pick since – this is your highest pick since Gerard Mayo. Gerard Mayo is now your heir to the head coaching (laughs) throne. This is your highest pick since then. You need your best player available there. Impact has to be blue chip. Unfortunately for the Patriots,
3: they are not a part of the conversation in terms of – I guess they could be. Who would you want to see win the championship? But they're not close enough to even Mm -hmm. answer that discussion. The Celtics and and the Bruins are – and you put that online in WEI.com and as a poll question – To me, Andy, the answer is the Bruins, and it's because of this, the historic nature of what they're doing now. I want to see that play out because here's the other thing. You can talk about this year and just this year in general. I think this season is going to define this era of Boston Bruins hockey, whether you like it or not, not Mm -hmm. you, but just in general. I, I think if they find a way to win it, and kind of put a cap on they won it in 2011, then they come back over a decade later, win it again in a historic fashion with all these points and all these records, and they finish it off, this will elevate their team, their legacy, those guys, Bergeron, Marchand, all those guys, to a level that we didn't even think was possible a year ago. And that would be really cool to see, and it would be a really nice thing and a nice way for them to go out if they went out that way or whatever it was. I'd love to see that, but if they don't win, I think that this is going to define them in a, in a more negative way. It's obviously not a negative experience, the run that we've had. But if you tell me that they won the, the championship in 2011 okay, and made it to the finals three more times, they won it that core, that early, they figured out how to do it and could never win it again, that's more disappointing to me than the 90s Braves. That's That's really disappointing overall to never win it again, especially when you talk about the bar that was set in this city for the last 20-plus years. And that would be a bad taste for Bruins fans, for me, everybody. So if they win it, unbelievable high. If they lose it, especially after the year they've had, unbelievable disappointment. I hope they win it to avoid that disappointment. That's why I'm rooting for them a little bit more than the Celtics, even though. I, the Celtics, I'm right there with, because that would be a blast too, based on what they do last year and have to how they who they'd have to go through this year. But the answer to me is the Bruins. Yeah, the selfish answer is both. Yeah, because <laughs> they could it's never have There's no rule yeah.
1: that says they can't. No, right? they
3: can't. I mean, we've seen it
1: not with the Bruins and Celtics, right. but the Red Sox and
3: Patriots. It, or, it both could yeah. win.
1: It's unlikely. It would be unlikely. So for me, and and I, I understand your point because I do think it bookends the era to yeah. some degree. With another cup and elevates you. We talk about it in football all the time. The second ring puts you on a different pedestal, and I think that would be true. But I would also say be careful that your argument that you just made doesn't seep over into the Celtics, because a lot of people are like, "Yeah, the the, the last dance for the Bruins, so I want them. Celtics will have their time. They got plenty of chances." Oh, what's that now? or we're just presuming future chances, we're Dan marino this. We're saying Dan Marino goes in year two, so he'll go in year four, year six, year ten, right? We're spoiled by Brady and the Patriots that they went so often. 100%. It is um, probably a misleading feeling. And as much as I think the Celtics are set up, as I said earlier, you got to get the one. Like, don't let us get just one, Kevin Millar, Mm because you can't start a run without one, right? Like, you can't make a straight line without a dot. you got to connect two dots to make a straight line. And they lost last year. They went a couple years ago in the bubble to the Eastern Conference Finals where going in, they were seen as the favorite. Now it fell apart and they weren't the favorite. And I think they are set up for a run here with Tatum, with Brown, but also with Marcus Smart, Rob Williams, now this dynamic duo that I'm bench duo that you've built in Brogdon and White, I think you could start to go down the road of, huh, Celtics are really good. How come they never won anything? And as much as we presume because they're young, who's to say Brown is here in three years? Who's to say Jason Tatum doesn't have a, I mean, KD misses a year. Yeah. Right, like these guys, uh, Steph Curry misses a year. Like, and your team can suddenly go from a top to middling to down very quickly. So for me, it's the Celtics because I want them to start a run here. I want them to win maybe two titles in four years kind of run. And you've been to the finals four or five times in a run here. And I think they're set up for that. And I don't just presume that because you're good this year, you're obviously going to keep getting back. So I'll take the uh, the bird in the hand as opposed sure. to a couple in the bush. And in terms of
3: the Celtics, not that this matters to everybody, but nationally, I I just think nationally the NBA obviously is viewed differently than the NHL, and there are different ways to consume content. So if you like that, if you're into that, Mm -hmm. going to the NBA Finals, winning the NBA Finals could be a different fan experience than winning the Stanley Cup
1: Final. Also Um, puts you atop the NBA. It does. You pull out of the tie for banners. You banner number 18. Now you're the best franchise in the history of basketball again with your newly rebuilt star, Tatum. And maybe you're going to be the first to get into 20 titles right Mm -hmm. like you're achieving some greatness atop the mountain and not. I mean obviously Bruins would be back on the map and the thing I said to you off air I don't discount the Bruins being in the hunt moving forward even though this is the last dance and maybe Krejci Bergeron whatever if Olmark is Mm Olmark and you may have a decision to make it sometime with Olmark and Swayman probably tough but you just signed Pasta to an 8 year deal he's going to be the centerpiece of your score like you have you'll have to find a center I know moving forward but is it an impossibility that the Bruins could be a contender multiple times in the next few years as they bridge this era? No, um, so no. I don't discount them being back.
3: No, especially, and I don't. I don't discount those guys coming back. Birds from the other I mean, thing. We'll see if they come back and they do it and they run it back. Um, I will say this, and I, I, it's a stupid question in some regard, and I don't care because I. I thought it was stupid when it was brought up after the Super Bowl. But apparently the Kansas City Chiefs, people are telling me they're a dynasty. Now, not to yet. me, a nope. dynasty is, for just so you know what my prerequisite is for a dynasty, you have to win, at least during one part of it, you have to win two championships in a row. That's my... Oh, okay. So the San Antonio Spurs are not a dynasty to me. It's a great run. Hmm. You can find a way to categorize it. To me, you have to have at least three championships, and in one point, two in a row. That's me. But people are calling the Chiefs a dynasty. I'd, if you do that, I don't know why you wouldn't call the Bruins a dynasty. They won in 11. It's been a long time, but they've it's the same core, those three guys, and 13-19, they were in the championship. They've won a couple presidents' trophies. Then they win another championship in a historic fashion. Let's just throw dynasties around all over the place.
1: That could be a dynasty if you're going by that metric, which I'm not. Yeah, I need three. My base level, I don't have the two-in-a-row rule that yeah. you have. Three. To me, if you don't have three, and it has to be the core, the quarterback, the coach, it has to be some semblance of um, the same makeup, you have to have three. So, yeah, two is great. Do I think they're going to be a dynasty? Absolutely, because I think they're probably going to win another Super Bowl in the next year or two with Mahomes and Reed. But, no, they're not a dynasty. But we do that all—I mean, hell, I'm doing it. I'm saying the Celtics could be a little mini-dynasty here. Yeah. They haven't won one. They gagged away a final last year, in my opinion. That was a winnable series. It you was. go seven and your best player doesn't play all that well. That's a winnable series. So I think they could go on a dynastic run, but you got to have one. And I think three is the actual dynasty barometer. They were at, what was it? They were up game in game four. Oh, yeah. Up we, were up a bit. Game four. We, we were starting to. We were pulling the rope to put the banner up. Oh, we don't need this. Okay, oh, we'll I, need... I was
3: pulling the rope when they when they won Game
1: One. Right. When they came back in Game One, I was going crazy. I was doing that then. And Draymond um, Green proved prescient when he goes, "Those guys won't keep hitting those shots. We'll be fine." And he was I right. Know, that was brutal.
3: Um, but it does feel like a different team this year. And this game tonight, to go back to kind of how we started the show, to me is huge. I want to see them respond in this way. When you're the Celtics and you came off of that game or the run you had last year. Not every game in the regular season, most of them, in fact, aren't going to be big. They're just not. Just ask Jason Tatum. Just ask him. (laughs) Correct. So, with that being said, I think you have a legitimate reason this night here to turn this into a bigger game, into a more, a, a game where you could find something out about your team, about yourself. After the debacle of the other night against Brooklyn, and after... You know, kind of how you've been playing since the All-Star break. This is the time to show in this spot what you're capable of, what you're made of, all those cliches. That's what I want to see. And I will say this, just about that Brooklyn game the other night, this thought crossed my mind. And I thought it actually after the trade for Kevin Durant was made, but then especially after last night, I'm wondering if that last night wasn't actually a window into the future in a good way for the Celtics. Because when the when the Suns got rid of Mikhail Bridges, I'm like, okay, I don't think Kevin Durant's quite the player he once was. I was saying this going into the series with the Nets last year. Yep. Now, obviously, that was a little different. Kyrie, they got swept. Durant is still excellent, but I don't know. You got a guy who was last year, Bridges, second in the um, Defensive Player of the Year voting. You got a guy who just dropped 38 on you whatever it was. He was hitting all these big shots. Like I, If that guy was playing for Phoenix in an NBA Finals in in a seven-game series, that's a huge problem. He mm-hmm. defends the way he defends, and he's scoring like that. I don't know. I wonder if maybe Durant and Chris Paul, if it ever was a Celtics Suns finals, and that's like those are the two favorites or whatever, they've been the favorites. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe
1: you end up, it's better off that they went for Kevin Durant. I just had that thought. Yeah, I no. I, and I thought the Celtics made Kevin Durant look old and soft last year in that series. Yeah. And I think you have the similar opportunity this year. And everybody knows the reputation Chris Paul has of not being able to get over the hump in the postseason and all that. Yeah, I, I don't. I am a believer that the Eastern Conference has become Brady Manning. Like I think the Celtics Bucks winner, which hopefully that comes to fruition, mm-hmm. that's the champion. Like you like back in the old day, you used to like like you wished oh, if Brady and Manning could play in the Super Bowl, if Colts Patriots could play in the Super Bowl, like the to me, the East is destined to win the title this year because everybody in the West is an, is a complete unknown, whether sure. it's Denver Right, like nope, same thing. They're in that group. They got to get over the hump. They got to win in the postseason. Have you totally dismissed Golden State? No, 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 no. That I would put them in the um, proven veteran. You know the the killer in the movie. Yeah, not only put two in his head, maybe put one in the heart. One just like empty the I mean, gun in him. Just
3: basically the the way they've played this year, though, had not winning on the no, road. Like, I don't care. You know.
1: I don't care. Okay, I, I, they are. They're the undertaker. I yeah. feel like they can sit up in the ring at any time, and you better do your damn finishing move I hear again and put them away. And I, I would actually probably fear them the most in a weird way in the finals because oh, you might have PTSD from last oh, year. Definitely. Everybody else is they are on the same playing field. If it's Nuggets, if it's Suns, they got something to prove. You both got something to prove heading into that final. If it's the Warriors, there's a little PTSD in Stephon there. Especially if they're able to overcome that road record right. and get
3: past all the – like you said, there's some a lot of unknowns in the West, but it's not like there's bad teams. No. I mean, you're going to have Memphis if, if you know – Who knows? What's his name? If, if uh, Morant Mar- can get out of the club or whatever he's doing, you have them, you have Denver, you have Phoenix, you have – I am going to call Dallas a contender, but you have the Clippers maybe. I mean, there's yeah. some teams out there that could be – and
1: you haven't been good on the road all year. Any one of the teams in the West – I'm a sucker. I fall victim to recency bias, sure. And you know, Stephen Fall River was like, "Ah, ten games to go, we'll find out." I could easily see myself changing my whole view of the West in the last week, ten days of the season, based on who's hot. All of a sudden, the Clippers come together, and you're like, "Oh, huh? Interesting." The way that, or whoever it may, even Dallas, we haven't seen it yet. It hasn't worked, and I don't think it will because I don't think Kyrie works anywhere. No, no, but any of those teams could go on a run late in the year, and I'll probably feel differently about them. But for the here and now, to me, the NBA title goes through Boston or Milwaukee. It's it's whoever wins that series that we hope to see. I would like to see the
3: Celtics increase their defensive,
1: whatever you want to call it. Effort, you know, maybe. A, effort, I'm a big believer prowess, basketball defensive like, yeah. effort it, like, is effort. Like, If you invest in playing defense, you're going to be better defensively right there. If you just up your intensity 10%, your defense is going to be better. And I know everybody points to... Ime and his responsibility for the defensive effort they went on and the whole turnaround last year. But that's an area where I do think you can kind of flip a switch and put a little bit more effort in. And you have the horses. I mean, you have two guys that a year ago at this time, right? Like last March it was, who's the defensive player of the year? Is it Rob Williams or yeah, is it Marcus yeah. Smart? You have two of those guys. Don't tell me they can't play defense anymore built around those two guys on the court. So I, I actually think that will improve. Going into the postseason. And give them the benefit
3: of the doubt. We saw this how many years with the Cavs. And either that was LeBron James. But they weren't the one seed necessarily. And then,
1: off playoff time. They would go to Toronto and kill the Raptors. Now, the coaching thing is a concern for me still. Yeah. Because I do. That's an unknown. You get in a series with almost any of these coaches. And you're the underdog coach. You're not going to get that check mark. You need to prove yourself kind of like your team needs to. And these, like, these Spolster matchups or a couple years ago when... And this goes back to Brad Stevens when... They would throw zone at the Celtics, and it was like, oh, they're playing zone. What do you want us to do? I don't know. You're freaking NBA players. You're an NBA coach. Figure it out. Find a way to beat it. So the coaching slash postseason play where everything's sort of elevated is a concern, but it's also an opportunity for them to up their game defensively. It's a player's league.
3: Uh, I think the box that Joe Missoula has unequivocally checked, which was important, was he has a respect to the players. Mm-hmm. You know, he they buy into what he's trying to do. All that was important. Um but now it's like you said, when you're going up against the same guy night in and night out for a seven-game series and they're making adjustments and it's the same matchup, that's where some of the X's and O's come into play that don't happen in the regular season. And, you know, I didn't go through the schedule, but um, the Celtics, they've had those couple of weird whatever they are, those back-to-back games where they've played twice in Boston or whatever. they Miami twice in Toronto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they lost both second game, or they've never swept it. How They've been really good but they never were able to sweep those games. So I'm not saying that's a prognostication of doom, but it will be interesting to see once the playoffs come around, can Joe Missoula, you know, if he goes up against Spolstra or if he goes up against one of these veteran guys, is it going to be the same thing we've seen? That will be interesting. Um, we're leading you into Red Sox baseball here. I think it's Joe Castiglione and, and Brad Foe on the call. Okay, uh, baseball isn't boring. When we get back, little Red Sox here. And a thought on some of the some of the vibes coming out of the clubhouse there and the positivity surrounding them. This is Fitzy and Hart on WEI.
2: Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today blackout and other restrictions apply Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission
0: now we're right back to it Fitzy and Hart on WEEI
2: and streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app
3: all right back here on Fitzy and Hart um get you set for Red Sox baseball pitch clock I, I like
1: I love the pitch I mean I'm watching because of the pitch clock I love the pitch who clock. doesn't love I it I know I feel like the players are embracing it. I mean, does anybody say, you know what? Baseball was better when we played three hours and three minutes instead of two hours and 34 minutes. Take on the Miami Marlins. Um, What are your thoughts on the Red Sox this year, Andy? We haven't talked about the Red Sox. Not sure you want my thoughts leading into a broadcast.
3: All right, then I'm dubious. I think I think No, I think they're going to be okay. Okay. That's what I think. What's okay? Patriots-ish. Like not, they can play in the in the league. Where will they be? Will they be looking? See what I'm they, doing now? No, looking up the roof? See they're, the, they're Orioles? Be... Are the Orioles or no, the Orioles up there? No, Are no, all no. the They'll other teams of... in the East I, up I there? Think, listen, look here, the, and this is something that we talked to High and Bloom about a few weeks ago. The M, the major leagues is weird, and it's a, the trend has bothered me in, in a way because it's like Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, no postseason success. Mm-hmm. You know, the Washington Nationals let Bryce Harper go. And win the World Series. Mm-hmm. The Atlanta Braves, uh, Ronald Acuna gets hurt in the middle of the year, arguably their best player. Arguably, they're going to win the World Series. So I don't know what's going on. Even even Houston, they lose George Springer, they lose Carlos Correa. Now they have other guys coming up. Oh, yeah. Jeremy Pena comes up, and you know they. But they win the World Series, and nothing changes. I'm not putting anything past this roster. Even though it, you look at it, you're like, oh, if this was 2015, we'd be really good. I, I don't know. I don't think they're going to be bad. I'm not out. I'm not, you know, miserable
1: about the rest. Ra- I just, I think there there's a chance. So tell me who you're excited about. As we're heading into a season, baseball isn't boring. It excites you. What excites you? I, I, I don't know if I can give you excited. I, I'm very interested in Chris Sale. I don't know about okay.
3: excited. You can't do excited because he's been hurt. And it just, he hasn't agreed. come through. But if he could come through. You know, it's like now or never. If he could come through, and he was the foundational piece, hopefully he's not going to be what he was. But if he could be the foundational number one guy and be out there,
1: I don't know. So I, I don't know. I did. Uh, Rich Keith and I did a full twenty minute segment one night. Okay, only positive. There. Uh, Bridget was, I there. was there. Only positive. Okay. We did a full. Everything you said about the Red Sox was going to be positive. I'm a little bit excited or intrigued by Sale and actually Kluber because I thought. He had a good year last year coming off injury. If you get that next bump year, yep. like you got the injury year, you rehab, now you're back, you knock the rust off, boom. Can you get 50 starts out of those two? 50 starts. Is that a little overzealous yeah, that's, that's by me? 45. 40. 40. I'll How low amazing. do I have to I mean, go I mean, before I you going, say stop? I can't, like,
3: no look, whammy, no whammy, Chris no whammy, Sale, whammy. Stop. Chris Sale has gotten hurt walking to a workout. You know like, what he, that means? Yeah, He's due to be healthy. I'm, don't let him go on a bike. Don't let him go on a bike. Or
1: anything else. I, I just... He's frail. Baseball is weird. Frail. Chris Frail. Chris Frail, a former Saturday radio partner of, of <laughs> mine, would say something like that. Chris Frail. Yoshi.
3: Yeah, I'm that,
0: excited.
1: Intrigued. Intrigued. Okay. Uh, Bayo. Excited. And the, I, I wish he didn't hurt his elbow or whatever. Don Tomasi says Bayo's the second best player on the roster right now. Healthy. Really? Second best or and most ex- talented? I mean, he's been working with right? Pedro. That excited. You, you, you have Devers. I yeah. know we're in a weird world because we wanted Devers resigned. He got the big deal. He's here. But your brain says, yeah, he was here last year, too, and we were last place crappy team. And we let Bogarts go. How about, what else can I sell you on positive? Positive. The bullpen's better. Bullpen is better. Definitely, You got a closer. Yep. Now, I have some doubts as to whether you get to the closer. Separate issue, if we can actually have leads late in games. Um, Tristan Cotches? You excited at... See, I'm a, I'm a sucker. I told you this. Not only am I a sucker for recency bias, I'm a sucker when I see things in person. I went to a game late in the year last year. He hit an absolute bomb oppo over the green monster. I'm like, okay, I'd like to see that a few more times. Oh, hey, well, a
3: big dude. This is what excites me. He's sort of got a weird person, like a fun person, like a yeah. quirky personality. And the Red Sox, and this is what I was teasing, the, the vibes out of the clubhouse have been really good. They like right. their chemistry. Absolutely. That's been a huge calling card for Red
1: Sox championship-type teams. Now, I'm reaching here because they're, you know, what comes first? The clubhouse is a good clubhouse, yeah. right? We're a good team. We're tight. Or do you win a little and then that tightness come? I guess my That's point is can question. you win because you have a good clubhouse or do you have to actually win because you need, you know, top-end starters like, to give you 50 starts? I, 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 and... like, did they become the idiots because they were winning or the beards? Was the beards a thing because they started winning
3: and now they right. start tugging on our beards? Like, yeah. I don't know. I, it's I, great you're good in the clubhouse. Yeah. I need you
1: to be good on the field.
3: <laughs> but they've always had something. I mean, I forget what it was in uh... – I mean, one year they had the shopping cart. Was that a few years ago when oh, they went yeah, to the LC? Yeah, yeah. yeah they like, have shopping they shopping cart, things. different things.
1: I don't know. I'll uh, tell you this. the outfield, yeah, the various yeah, yeah. the day-to-day like different things. Right. You know what you need to do? How about, you know, drive in some runs? Not play defense the way they played defense last year. a couple year. Of home runs. I, see, the home run thing, I think that I blame uh, Bloom for that. I don't think he values the home run like I do. Okay. I think he, like I Bill mean, Belichick doesn't value the quarterback. Like, maybe. Okay. Yeah. I think Bloom is like, hey, hey here's another hit a few. We're, were not going to get into
3: this. But, I, you know, the Tuka thing I brought up, which may be fair or not. Unfair. But I, I'm wondering,
1: though, you know,
3: Xander Bogarts. The team, the chemistry was great this year. Obviously, he was a part of what was going
1: on the last few years. Are we smearing Xander I'm here? I'm not
3: smearing him. I'm just wondering. If he was the listen, problem? They weren't good, and he was here. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if there was – is there a reason – They didn't want to match with the Padres. There was obviously some reasoning as to why they didn't bring him back. I don't know if there was something going on. I don't care for
1: it. Maybe he soured on his attitude, his leadership. I don't know. I don't know. I think that's a little mac like there. Fine. End of last year, Mac was having a pouting thing you know and why because so they put warranted. him in a terrible position all right i think they screwed around with xander bogarts for months and months and yeah did he probably get down late in the season so we're a last place team and they're jerking me around business wise so i'm not having fun on the field i'm not having fun off the field did his did his emotion probably sour absolutely that's fair yours all would right. have and mine would have too listen we they but need I'm a not fast start because we're just about done. they need a fast start that's
3: what i'm gonna say well they, they haven't get, lost yet we're done red Sox baseball andy i appreciate see you. you see you see you